0: Hello and welcome to the Staying Conscious podcast. And today with me, actually live here in front of me, I have a very good friend called Ricky who runs the Instagram page Side Hustler Business as well as, you have other Instagram pages too, right?
1: Yeah, I've decided to also focus on another more uh, personal one for um, another business that's at Ricky and Popcorny from a... uh,
0: Nickname from long ago. (laughs) Okay. Ricky and Popcorny. All right. (laughs) Okay, cool. So can you tell me a little bit about what is Side Hustler Business and what is Ricky and Popcorny? Side Hustler
1: Business is a um, side project of mine that I try to do when I have time. uh, Where I try to teach more about business, about marketing and how you go about to learn all of this Side Hustler Mm. Or those side hustling tips And how you start Building up your side hustle And make that your Full time hustle Yeah. Whilst uh, Ricky and Popcorny That is a Bit more personal uh, With uh, Myself as a branding Where I talk more about Life and Spirituality not in the Theological sense but in the From within and uh, a lot about Philosophy as well
0: Mm.
1: and uh, yeah
0: cool so everyone listening make sure you check out his pages i haven't checked out the ricky one but i have checked out the side hustler business obviously and i thought it was very nice and very cool because you make your own designs and uh, you give very useful tips as well things that have to do with discipline with business and side hustling so if you would want to do something what is your side hustle ricky
1: Right now, I'm uh, starting a side hustle with, um, with a machine, water machine, uh, with a magic that uh, is kind of like a provision-based uh, hustle, but you build your own business around it. Mm. It's uh, totally free for you to build your own, mm. your own brand around it
0: yeah.
1: and earn uh, commissions and provisions of that. And, uh, actually really helpful and it, of course, sounds fake, but once you get the details, you can see that, yeah, it's actually legit. Nice. And you can DM me if you want to know more.
0: (laughs) DM him. I surely want to know more about this. Yeah, so this is kind of like a sales job, right?
1: Yes. Uh, where you get people into the, uh, community there. There's also a community for that part where they talk about strategy, about marketing, about law of attraction as well, about so much. Actually, nice. uh, there's hundreds of hundreds of videos and tutorials mm. and just team calls where uh, they have put in experts of different kinds, like, there's doctors the last one was with a um, digital marketer who helped Mm -hmm. people with their marketing and their instagram branding and yeah just so much
0: nice yeah it's always good to have a side hustle that could potentially lead Mm -hmm. you to something bigger right? yes and that's what many people unfortunately do not do because they are so used to with whatever they are doing in their life, their perhaps a nine to five job, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the only problem is if you don't fully enjoy it, and if you don't really find any more specific happiness when doing it, then why should you continue doing it? And the body gets very used to this sort of process, and it becomes very habitual, and we become kind of like robots in our everyday life, and we stop thinking, we stop growing, and well, as a result of that, our happiness is not increasing. So that's why having a little side hustle, it could be anything, your passion, what you really love to do, that you might think that you could be able to market in the future, but you're not really sure. Just do it, try it out, take some risks, and what's the worst that can happen? You get a new experience and who knows it might lead to something extraordinary.
1: Worst case scenario if you leave your nine to five job is you go back to a 95 job.
0: Right. That's uh, exactly. So nothing has really changed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and if you enter it slowly, uh, if you if, say you like your 95, but not enough, mm. if you do it slowly, you'll see if you can or if you can't. Mm. If you like use your evenings, use your mornings. Right. And if you get that discipline and enjoy what you do, you will find a way to do it.
0: Right, and that's why discipline is such a, a, an important thing that we unfortunately do not learn, for example, in school, we might, we might learn it from our parents, from our sports, from people around us, or just by ourselves, by be, becoming aware and conscious of that, you wanna change your life, and in order to do that, you have to adapt a certain discipline that you do not have for yourself right now. But to take you to that next level of whatever you're striving for, you have to discipline yourself enough to do it. And uh, it's funny because we were talking about, before we started this podcast, we were talking a little bit about Buddhist monks and how they live and the extraordinary discipline that comes from living like a Buddhist uh, monk, just for the purpose of not striving for material success and living an extremely uh, simple lifestyle and I wonder Ricky why do you think that some people want to do this I think some people find
1: nothing but sadness in constantly feeling the need to achieve new goals materialistically like always having to have the newest phone or the nicest car or if you Go all the way to having to have a nice mansion or whatever. All of these struggles that never end. When you have the newest phone, mm. give it two years and you don't anymore.
0: Right. It's
1: counted as outdated.
0: Right. I was so excited when I was gonna get my iPhone eight, but now when I look at it, I want the iPhone eleven. So, and I've done this process for many <laughs> years. So it never yeah. stops. Cause you know, for example, like that.
1: Yeah, we all have. And some people just get, it just makes them sad to the inner core, even depressed. Mm. And uh, I think that's why many of them, many people want to live this calm lifestyle, Mm -hmm. simplistic and calm, because it's simply, you break away from all of this stress, all everything that like, you have to impress people through this and this. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Um, And and so I also believe that these uh, monks who do something like this, and I think that we've all had dreams at times about just escaping and going someplace where we don't have to do anything. But we never perhaps find time to do that because we have so many obligations in our life. And so these Buddhist monks who do this, they want to escape from it all. And they have devoted their life to find this thing that they're seeking. Perhaps truth, perhaps a sort of spiritual awakening, enlightenment, uh, nirvana, if you want to call it that, or happiness. But really, if they do not find the happiness from the material success or just trying to become a better person in the realms of society, then what is it that can bring them happiness through this simplistic lifestyle, instead, do you think?
1: I think it's the happiness within. Uh, I feel there's so many different ways people can become happy and what makes people happy. And whilst some need the materialistic and the new thing every time, mm. um, like they have to have always new stuff to remain happy, like truly. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Someone needs the whole simplicity and just sitting, meditating. I myself have seen like when I meditate more, I'm happier. Mm-hmm. When I think more, I'm happier, like philosophize mm-hmm. more. And I don't think I could escape the materialistic life entirely. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't be good for me either. No. no. Because <laughs> it, it feels good to have my computer. T- yeah. For example, to work on all the stuff I love.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And if my computer can't, hum- can't handle all of the stuff I'm doing, I will get a new one mm-hmm. because that's what makes me happy. But I also don't get happy by buying, or for that matter, I don't know that yet, but <laughs> I don't think I'll find happiness in buying a new car every month.
0: Right. Right. So right.
1: that's why I think it's so different from person to person. Mm.
0: I I also believe that and um, right we can kind of know already through our past patterns of what made us happy and what did not make us happy and from that point on we can become so conscious that we 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 understand that we're not going to choose the path that leads us to the unhappiness we want to choose the path that we know makes us happy and genuinely perhaps like more meditation more. Philosophical thinking, perhaps, um, and, and that got me curious also about a thing because we were talking a little bit about that thinking can lead you to happiness, uh, which I agree on when it comes to philosophy. Um, but what what do you mean when you say that thinking can lead you to happiness? I think that
1: thinking is the uttermost important step in becoming happy, as in, of course, you have some outer factors that you need, like some people. Look, or most people mm. need a roof over their head and food on the table mm. to have the ability to become happy. Yeah. But other than that, they need, people need to sit down and think, what is happiness? What yeah. makes him happy? What makes her happy? What makes me happy? Mm. What is the difference between our happiness? Yeah, yeah. And what is happiness specifically for me?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And not, nothing will make you happy unless you have defined what happiness is for you.
0: Right. That's very true because we all have different values, we're all different people. So why should we have the same type of happiness really? Uh, It's just a question of what will make us feel the best. And when I say this, you know, we we have to kind of separate different types of happiness because there is something called hedonic happiness and eudaimonic happiness. And the hedonic happiness is, for example, like buying new things, getting uh, confirm like attention from other people, uh, becoming more successful. Things that are not very long term; they're quite short term. And then there's the eudaimonic happiness that the Stoic philosophers strive for, which was that very calm sense of stability where you are not faced. Emotionally really by anything, but you maintain your ground. And, and when I look at, for example, Buddhist monks who have sacrificed everything just for the pursuit of perhaps happiness, I, I feel kind of sorry for them because they're missing a part of life that they, they're sacrificing a part of their life, which I totally understand, but they also limit themselves. In, in my personal philosophy, I believe that you should be able to strive to... Um, make your life better in any aspect but still you should be conscious enough to know what will make you happy and what will not make you happy so you shouldn't have to put on an identity for the search of truth or the search of happiness Uh, many people might think that like when, when I if I talk to certain people about meditation when you think about meditation what type of stereotypical person do you have in mind you know is It's like very... It can be very generic sometimes.
1: I just think of the... A person who classifies themselves as spiritual... On a beach or whatever. That's like the image I have. Yeah. Uh, Presumably in Hawaii or
0: something. Right, right. Very connected to nature and very like... Oh, peace and harmony everywhere and everything is good. That, that, That image, like... I I don't want to put on, have to put on an identity to become more happy in a way. Um, But unfortunately, we sometimes tend to fall into a certain identity of people uh, because we're pack animals, really, the human beings. So we always want to be connected to other type of people. Um, Anyways, the thinking your way to happiness. I believe that there is a good type of thinking. And there is bad type of thinking. What, what do you think is a good type of thinking and a bad type of thinking? I think that if you, for example, just get a headache
1: through thinking of at, uh, existentialism, for example. Mm-hmm. What is life? How did life become? And what is the meaning of life, for example? That can make many people just miserable and mm-hmm. they just fall in a dark hole. Yeah. Then you shouldn't. But mm-hmm. some people... It makes them tick, like, in a happy sense. They just become so passionate. I'm one of those. Yeah. If I think about what is life or really mm. and all that, that makes me happy. Right. Um. Because I feel an urge of passion when thinking about it. Mm. But I think what we can all agree on is you can't really find happiness until you know what happiness is to you. Yeah. So... Not everyone has to sit down and consciously think about what is really happiness for me. Some people just achieve it Mm. and that's quite possible. But if you haven't already, I think it's the best for you to actually sit down and think about what will happiness be for me.
0: Yeah, right. And... um The the way to do that, I think, is by asking yourself the right questions. And it's by making uh, sure perhaps that you're also properly guiding yourself because it's very easy, you know, for self-deception to happen and you can delude yourself and you might think that you're on the right path. But then something might be created that's called zen, Zen devilry. Which is basically that you use your pursuit of happiness to um, to to kind of uh, to create dogma in a way for your own life and instead of the the real purpose to find happiness became a sort of impossible quest that you can never reach and you're just like chasing your own tail and if you have not decided really what happiness is for you then um, it's going to be extremely difficult to find it. Mm -hmm. My personal definition of happiness is uh, the acceptance of everything. And when I say the acceptance of everything, I don't mean it in a way where you should just accept everything that happens to you, good or bad. You're allowed to have your opinions about everything and try to make your life better. But when you come to the point where Whatever happens, you can deal with it in a proper way where you don't suffer because you know that in life, everything cannot follow your agenda. Everything cannot be the way that you want it to be. There is a bigger, there is a larger circle of concerns here. And it's not only about yourself and your own life. So when you can learn to make your life better, but at the same time, accept whatever happens, good or bad, without suffering, then you can find that peace of mind that constant peace of mind that's always there
1: yeah I don't think happiness finding that means that you're never sad or you're never right like you have to feel all of these emotions as well mm. and I think that's very important but that in your natural state of mind like when you wake up in the morning that you're not like well unfortunately this is a new day mm. but more like oh this is a new day yeah and that feels good right when you are in that natural state of mind like for example when meditating
0: yeah
1: if you would sit down to meditate if you're happy or if you're sad mm. I think that's a really good example like when you wake up when you go to bed and when you meditate mm. then you know if you are happy in your life or if you're sad
0: yeah exactly um, yeah exactly and like you said with the emotions that you are allowed to feel negative emotions. And they are just as much a part of life as the happy emotions. Because if we expect to be constantly happy, we're in for a rude awakening because we're not gonna find that ever. And that might be what some people might think happiness is. That's why they keep doing things that might not be good for them. So they constantly get that rush of happiness and they try to maintain that for a long time by just repeating the same habits um, that's, and that's like the, that's a, a big illusion of happiness. it might look like it's happiness because it's con- it, it feels constant uh, but still it's depending on something other than yourself and you can never really trust that because the only thing that you actually have which is always constant in your life is one thing. And it's you that's always there no matter what from the beginning to the end. So that's really the only thing that is in charge of making you a happy person. There can be nothing else that you can depend on.
1: Yeah, you don't want to sit there smiling on the funeral of someone you love. Right. That would be unhealthy as well. Equally unhealthy as always being sad. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have all aspects of life, at least all emotions of life. Yeah. Like, if you don't feel a sadness from the whole George Floyd thing, Mm -hmm. I think you need to work on yourself as well. Yeah. Because that's... Terrible things happen in life, and that's the way it should be. But constant happiness or... The difference between constant happiness and real happiness, I think, is insight. Yeah. I think with proper insight in life, happiness mm. emerges.
0: Exactly. Right. And those insights are very, very important. Like you said with the George Floyd, is that the correct name? Example. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, if you feel happy when you take a look at that, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to moralize, but there is something wrong with you. Um, because I was fucking horrible. Um, so we should have a standard, right? We should have a standard. Not only for what works in societies or society or whatever, but what being human is about, which is having compassion and being vulnerable as well. Um, so when you experience these negative emotions, because usually uh, we cannot deny this. We are very affected by the external. We are, Uh, you know, even if we try to run away and live in the woods and be like, no, I'm not going to face any problems in my life. So I can just be happy. That's also deluding yourself, because if you cannot handle the everyday activities and the everyday happenings that goes on, then you cannot really live life. You should be able to be happy, even though you experience negative things in the sense that, you know, that they are not permanent. You see, if something bad happens to you, let's say I drop this glass like right here and I'm like, oh shit, uh, now I have to clean it up. I feel a negative emotion. Why wouldn't I? Why would I have to be happy about that? I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I was so happy before, so now I'm just going to keep being happy. I'm just going to sweep up the glass and throw it away and then vacuum clean, whatever. I don't have to do that because it's a natural thing because then I know that I'm going to be more careful and put the glass a little bit further in until next time you know so that doesn't happen again and that's like basically from evolution we know what's right and what's wrong for ourselves
1: and learning exactly that main thing learning I think I I strongly believe that learning is the way to happiness uh, learning and thinking because as, as we said you can't become happy until you know what happiness is to you mm-hmm. and I also think that most people if not all would become happier if they sat down and thought more not sitting with the distractions on games on your phone or video games otherwise or right everything else that is here Mm. for distractions right just sit down and think
0: yeah exactly
1: that would make I'm certain that would make people a lot happier
0: yeah they should have a class in school that just name is named like think thinking class and they just get like a question on the whiteboard at the beginning of the class like what is life to you and every student just sits down for an hour i'm not kidding an hour and just has to think about that question now here's the problem how many do you think of the students would actually think about the question? <laughs> like 70% of the time, it would probably be a bunch of other stuff in our minds because we, we, we cannot focus on just one thing. And I think that the, the inner self, the, the intrinsic work that's going on there by focusing on one purpose is also a big factor towards happiness because we're not so fooled by the other thoughts you know, is we can kind of imagine thoughts like clouds in the sky and instead of holding on to one thought that um, comes and like sticking to that thought, we just like we, we get so amazed by everything that's going on, so we cannot really focus on anything.
1: We move on so quickly, it's actually quite sick. Yeah, I would say, uh, not in the not in a cool way. Right. It how fast we switch from one thought to another. Yeah. Um there's a total lack of focus mm. in people nowadays. Like in, in all humans nowadays, right. focus is so hard for them. Mm. And uh, that's a that's
0: society. Right. Exactly. Focus. Uh, because of multitasking right? as well. Mm. There's so many distractions nowadays. Um, that's why that self-discipline when it comes to... Multitasking, for example, is one thing that I struggle with sometimes. Like if I'm gonna do my work and I have my phone nearby and a thought comes up like check this and I'm just like automatically I reach out to get the phone to check it. It's like it's built in. So we have to kind of trick our minds in that way and say like, all right, now I'm only gonna focus on this. I'm gonna put all of the other distractions away and I'm gonna make myself so utterly bored that I have no... Other option but to focus on this task that I have set out for myself because the mind has to be stimulated in some way, it cannot handle emptiness, and that's why I also think that handling emptiness is a way to happiness because if we can accept uh, doing nothing, we will not be in need of anything and we can keep this like baseline. Of peace of mind there
1: yeah mm. I think that's a great way at least to uh, go from a sad state of mind to a neutral one yeah but, because I for so many I think it could be a way to happiness but I also think that someone else would just be, go from sad to neutral mm. um but also regarding the whole uh when you get the thoughts yeah. and feel like you have to do it. One thing I usually do that actually helps me is I always have a notepad with me everywhere. Yeah. And if I get a spontaneous thought, I need to do this, I will get angry at myself if I don't remember it later. Mm-hmm. And therefore, in my mind, I keep thinking about it until I do it. Yeah. But if I write it down, like I checked this person's profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, for inspiration or whatever, or write this article or whatever it may be. If I write it down, I can get my peace of mind because then I know that later or at certain times, I will check Yeah. and do what is required.
0: Exactly. And that's why having infrastructure is also very important and also that we have the right kind of resources around us as well to be able to do that. Uh, to like capture insights because insights can come so fast sometimes uh, like, like they just appear and it's kind of like an emotion along with a thought that's mm-hmm. really what an insight is and it, it kind of opens up a new possibility in life and I, I believe that we all can have these insights it's just that can we capture them or do we just treat them like some sort of other thought and just let it go Uh, And and perhaps many people do not know how to capture their own insights because they don't even care about it in the first place. They just dismiss it right away. They don't see that as perhaps their whatever intuition or what we want to call it opens up something new for them that they can go after to make their life better. And so they don't really.
1: Mm. I also think that it's so easy to lose a thought. Yeah. Um when I get an insight it takes right around five seconds until it's gone. Mm. Because because my brain is so used to being everywhere at the same time. Mm. And that's also why I have a notepad because these insights I I need to note them down. Yeah. Because if I lose it I feel I've lost something really precious. Yeah. And in reality I have.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've lost uh, a sort of door towards something that could change something or whatever.
1: Another small key to life.
0: Yeah, right. And um, I, I know that sometimes, let's say I'm in a very, very bad situation in life and I have so many things to think about. And I, most of the time I would feel a negative emotion during that period of time no no matter what it is um but then i sometimes would feel random flashes of happiness that just comes by a thought it just appears and i'm like all oh, right it's not that bad after all and then back again to the same uh, negative emotion uh so maybe in the future there would perhaps be a, a way to capture thoughts and emotions and to experience them again and probably, maybe not during our lifetime, <laughs> but perhaps later into the future. Some way to kind of record your entire life along with the emotions. Yeah. Uh, and, and be able to kind of experience the same type of memory again. I don't know. <laughs> play back,
1: that would also help with the whole uh, losing your insights thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: No but i these insights are also so much more important than people think in the whole thinking and becoming happy yeah, State, because I feel those insights when you are thinking is what mm. what makes you happy, no matter what the insight is yeah it can be however however small or however large it will make you happy to have like that I have achieved this mm. only through my mind, right? And that will undoubtedly create at least one form of happiness. Yeah. And uh, for so many, if you achieve the correct insights for yourself, mm. that is what will make you happy.
0: Yeah, I think. I I also believe that choosing the right insights and being aware of them mm. for sure. Um, so, do you, what makes you happy and do you feel that you have achieved the type of happiness that you are looking for? Do you th- still think that there's a lot more to explore? What are you really looking for in your life?
1: I have definitely not achieved total happiness. Um, I think that this is something that requires a lot of work and work that I'm currently putting in. Mm. Uh, Through Philophysizing Yeah that's a great um, Because That currently is what makes me happy Mm. When I sit down and think about a topic That makes me happy Yeah And therefore I try to do that more I I'm also working on these side hustles To make sure that I can do this full time Yeah And I'm trying to journal this As well Because that makes me happy through writing a book mm-hmm. about it, and I think that's how I will achieve my happiness. Mm-hmm. I, when I am more free with my uh, time and when and how I work, I think that I can spend more time with thinking, and that will make me happy.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm certain that. Thinking is what will bring me happiness.
0: Great. Good. And uh, yeah, I think that you'll achieve that for sure. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, It's been a very intense session, actually. And um, um, I, uh, well, here's the thing. Like when I do my podcasts, I don't usually have a certain red line to follow. It's very spontaneous. And that's what's really fun about these podcasts that I never know what it's going to lead to. Uh, Me and Ricky, we had a certain red line to follow. And I think that it's been a lot easier and a lot more comfortable making a podcast like this because um, we have a certain mission and uh, a certain goal to reach. And that also perhaps makes it more entertaining for the listeners hopefully we'll see uh anyways thanks a lot for joining this podcast and you um, guys you want to check out his page it's side hustler business and uh, the other one was ricky m Popcorny. popcorny there you go <laughs> check out his page and um follow him if you like his content S- remember to stay conscious and i'll see you soon in the next podcast. All right, take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks.